Hey, Bob, that's, uh, that's a nice-looking shoebox. Oh, this thing? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's full of cursed items. What a weird week for Sunday, October 18th, 2020. Season 1, Episode 10, the one with the shoebox full of cursed items. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Like really weird tales. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. Thanks for coming back to What a Weird Week, a podcast featuring the top 10 weirdest stories of the week at What a Weird Week on Twitter for show notes or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, number 10, relaxation through cow hugging is number 10. This past week, the BBC had an article about how it's becoming increasingly more popular to book a tour of a farm. Like you pay your money, you get the tour. And part of the package is you get to spend a couple of hours with the cow. Hugging the cow and just being cow adjacent. And it's supposed to do wonders for you. It's all anecdotal evidence. I believe there's no, maybe there's no scientific study, but uh, people say uh, it makes them feel better uh, uh, hugging a cow. I would have so much, that would just make my anxiety uh, worse being cow adjacent, I think. Walk, imagine walking up to a cow as a city slicker. First of all, I'm in my Crocs. What a poor choice. No, I'm, my anxiety is going up just thinking about it. Cow hugging is your number 10 story. Number nine. War dog goggles. This week, the U.S. Army story was trending about the dogs they have for combat missions and the goggles the dogs wear. First obvious question, why weren't these dog goggles called doggles? Also... How do I go about copywriting doggles? Because that's going to... Did I just give that away for free? Dogs, war dogs getting goggles so we can send them into combat missions or whatever kind of deal. Right now, if a dog goes in for a mission, there is a dog handler that has to be nearby. And they're training the dogs to wear these goggles so that the dog handler can be, you know, perhaps in the break room or I'm not sure where would a dog handler go if they don't have to be near the dog somewhere and they're seeing what the dog sees the dog's eye view and they're able to give the dog commands uh, through the dog goggles Mm -hmm. so the quote with the article that jumped out at me is the preliminary prototype has proven effective and that's good right the project is now in its second phase that seems like that's better than phase one right the system is currently not wireless wait what So the dog has to wear dog goggles that are plugged into the wall or something? You're running Cat5 cable to the dog goggles? That seems impractical, but they believe in a couple of years they'll be able to go, they'll be able to go wireless. The dogs will be untethered. Then we start smiting enemies like crazy. We get Lassie. First, we clone Lassie, give Lassie the dog goggles, and we start smiting. I'm going to need to talk to Lassie on my own for a couple of minutes. All right, you you run along. All right, Lassie, uh, here's the deal. Do you mind if I smoke? Okay. We've got a situation. We're going to need you to put the goggles on, and uh, we're going to need you to, frankly, uh, take out some bad guys. <laughs> number eight. Oh, man, our number eight story. It's not the first time we've had bad luck mementos on the podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes. This is Bad Luck Pompeii Rock. 
a Canadian lady was in the news for returning some artifacts that she stole from Pompeii, from the historical site in Rome. She says she wrote a letter and sent this stuff back. I was young and stupid, she said. She took some ceramics, some other stuff, and then the bad luck started. She gets into it. If you want to read the whole list, it's kind of like... It's depressing a little bit, I'm not going to lie to you, so I'm just going to gloss over it. But if you want to read the whole deal, we put a link in the show notes. They say it's happened a hundred times. People have returned bad luck mementos a hundred times. They should add that to the sign. Don't steal this stuff. Bad luck. Stealing is wrong. You will be tormented by bad luck. That's the sign. I mean, that's what? Am I a sign genius? Maybe. Maybe I am. Um, Do they have somebody in charge who has to collect this stuff and return it and be like, okay, uh, bad luck vibes. Here's the bad luck stuff back. So quit harassing that Canadian lady. Like, do they do that? Or do they just like, hey, Bob, got another package of bad luck rocks. And just throw them in the shoebox. And the bad luck memento shoebox that's what i i want to know i want this could be a whole thing on the history channel come on history channel number seven number seven is this guy who got trending the past week for making the lightsaber to finally our kylo ren style lightsaber complete with a 3d printed titanium hilt a protosaber of course is a lightsaber with an external power pack since you know we don't exactly have d-sized batteries capable i don't know why i mean like i'm gonna go on record and i'm sorry losing all my cred here but i've never seen the movie star wars i i know what a lightsaber is but the details with this one and that one and the i didn't get it all but i what i my takeaway is that the lightsaber the latest one that this is the hacksmith on youtube who and we have a link in the show notes the latest lightsaber uh, gets up to 4,000 degrees and the hacksmith made it partly because the internet said his other attempts at lightsabers weren't dangerous enough. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that's sort of the deal. And that's number seven. Number six. The guy who did the world record slip and slide, a guy named Joel from Brigham Young University made a very large slip and slide, dug a trench into the side of a hill and then put down all these tarps, ran a hose, and it was a fast one. It was what we call in the slip and slide business a fasty. Uh, So last week he decided to finally call the sheriff's department as official witnesses and attempted the fastest slide in the world on a slip and slide. And, you know, you, of course, somebody who does that obviously super high energy person right here's joel uh to be honest we weren't really planning on telling anyone we just yeah it just kind of happened we were just building a slip and slide (laughs) joel is very very chill if you want to see the world record attempt hit the show notes Number five, good Nobel Prize neighbors. They picked this one guy to win a Nobel Prize for economics. They realized they didn't have his contact info, so they asked his neighbor to go over and knock on the door in the middle of the night. The neighbor had also won a Nobel Prize, by the way. They were going to share the $1.1 million prize. The doorbell cam captured the whole thing. It's pretty great. Paul? 
It's, it's Bob Wilson. Yeah. You've won the Nobel. You've won the Nobel Prize, and so they're trying to reach you, but they cannot. They don't seem to have a number for you. We gave them your cell phone number. Yeah, I have. Wow. <laughs> how how absolutely great is that? Oh, oh, I, I have. Wow. Number four. Number four. Four. Another lousy stinking jetpack story. Another pilot called in to report a jetpack near LA International Airport. Same thing happened in August. Last time it was at 3,000 feet. This time it was at 6,000 feet. Let me do the math for you. Twice as high. Last time the FBI got involved, no answers yet. So what are the theories on this? A rich LA person is doing like dangerous things with the jetpack. Maybe all the pilots who reported this are wrong. Maybe Iron Man is real. It's a number of, uh, it's just more questions, really. It's a number of questions that come to mind when you, you think about jetpacks. We've got to solve this jetpack uh, conundrum, enigma, and then we all got, we got to get jetpacks. For solving it, in my fantasy world, we solve the mystery, then everybody gets a jetpack who was involved in the solving. I'm Heavy, there was a jetpack reported about 13 miles ahead. Number three. The robots are one step closer to total domination. Google announced this deal where you can hum or whistle a tune and the robots will try to figure out what song you mean. Very helpful in the age of TikTok when sometimes your kids are like playing whatever the trending song is, whatever, everybody's doing the dance to whatever song and you're like... I only heard 10 seconds of that song. It's stuck in my head. What is the name of that song? Now you can hum it to Google and figure that thing out. You won't spend the whole day going berserk, torturing yourself with what is the name of that song. Now you'll have, uh, you'll have more energy to concentrate on other things. Like what is the best type of sandwich? That's just an example, you know, when you have free mind time, what I like to call free mind time, Focus in on what is the best kind of sandwich. Or did I put on deodorant today? You know, those kinds of things. So that's your number three story. Not sponsored by any deodorant brand. Available. This space available. Do you suffer from deodorant amnesia? Where you don't remember if you put on deodorant or not? Well, you need pink pits. Every time you put on the deodorant, it turns your article of clothing pink. And then you know right away. I just wrote that on the fly. Listen, I'm available to write copy and I can really sit down and when I have some free mind time, I can really, I can really churn out a script. That one was just off the cuff. Anyway, moving on. Number, number two. two. Number two, wooden bank cards are a thing now. So I don't know if this is a green gimmick or like earth changing stuff. I still can't tell, but I'm very jaded. I have Jade Moses. I call it Jade Moses. I, that doesn't sound great. Don't tell people you have Jade Moses. Anyway, if you're jaded, maybe this is a gimmick. It's tree card. This was not paid for. It is just an interesting story that came up this past week. It's a free debit card that you can sign up for. Now, I'm in Canada and I signed up for it just for the heck of it and it let me. So now I'm I'm going to wait and see if I get a wooden debit card. So it's made of cherry wood. Looks like a regular bank card, except it's not plastic. They say 80%, the company is going to put 80% of their profits back to tree planting efforts. 
wooden card would be handy on camping trips too if you had to start a fire. If you were stranded somewhere and you had to start a fire, you can't start that with your uh, plastic card because it's bad for the environment. Number one. Number one stories this week. couple of Halloweeners knocking it out of the park. Look, I don't know if you're going to have Halloween where you're at because of the COVID, but a couple of people made the news for really taking it to the next level. The house that um, somebody called the fire department, they thought the house was on fire, but it's just a special effect, a Halloween uh, special effect they had going. They do call, they let the fire department know when they're going to, yeah, it's us, the uh, the freaky Halloween house. It looks like it's on fire. We're going to switch on the effect now, so a heads up. So they do that for the fire department. And then the retired engineer from Fisher-Price Toys, who made this custom giant spider after Halloween, sell it to the military or something, because that thing is, like, I know I say freaky a lot, but that thing is freaky. Giant spider. So a couple of Halloweeners, number one this week. Halloween approaching, a lot of folks have a lot of time on their hands this year. It scared neighbors so much that they called the fire department. Eyewitness News reporter Leanne Sitter is live at the house. Leanne? They seem to be laughing an awful lot at that poor neighbor who thought the place was on fire, thought they were saving lives, called the fire department. Oh man, that uh, that part there, I better, uh, that's probably a copyright strike, but they play that copyrighted music with the spider, giant spider coming down the web. So that's it for What a Weird Week, Sunday, October 18th, Season 1, Episode 10. Thank you for listening, downloading, streaming, subscribing, uh, 8, 9, and 10, 11 star reviews on the Apple Podcasts. All of those very much appreciated. And thanks for the $10 trillion now that the that our Patreon is at. And uh, we have no more mugs. We sold three mugs, $300,000 each, and now, uh, I'm not going to lie, we're... Feeling pretty good. <laughs>